Recording. I am too. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea. And I'm Sally. And today we are going to talk about season six, episode 14, The Wake Up Call. Apparently it's a musical. That's how I'm presenting it. (laughs) I'm about to go see a musical, so I'm just like pre-gaming with some West Wing. Um, All right. Should we we sing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would really like it if somebody made some sort of remix of all of our like cat singing <laughs> over the years. <laughs> There's so much. Um, yeah, it'd be a lot. <laughs> okay. This is definitely an episode where you can drop TikTok in the background. Yes, that's true. I'm glad I'm not the only person who noticed that. The TikTok episode. Yeah. TikTok, round the clock, blah, blah. Okay. Yep. All right. Should we do... Shall we TikTok? Oh, nah. I think we should just bring it up and then not do it. Yeah, let's do it. You want to go for it? Sure. Um, there is a commercial British flight that is has been shot down over Iran, and or I guess we assume it's been shot down. It goes missing. I don't know. If, I don't remember if we ever get. I mean, yeah, I th- we get confirmation of shot yeah. down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and the CJ is struggling with when to wake the president up about this or like to talk about this. That's the beginning of the episode, and then we're sort of dealing with all of the fallout throughout the day. Of that, and it just takes place this in this one day. And also, Abby is trying to regulate the president's timeline and schedule and, you know, trying health. to get him to take care of himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. his health. And Toby is meeting with Lawrence Lessig, who is a constitutional scholar who is going to help draft a new constitution, or so we think. Um, so <laughs> Theoretically. Yeah, theoretically. That's what he's there to do, but then Toby just gets a little annoyed. Um, and, and, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Miss World is here. The guys from Belarus are here to do oh, the Constitution. Yes. That's pretty much it. Okay. Well, what, what were your thoughts on the episode, Sally? I like the episode. I mean, yeah. it's not, yeah, it's not like a, it's not super intense. It might not be a rewatcher, but I like mm. the episode. Yeah, I think it's not fair for it to be after King Corn, which is such a rewatcher. And then this one's like, oh, there's some, there's some moments that are good, but yeah. I don't. I think if we're if we're grading on a if we're on a sliding scale or if we're comparing yeah. it to the other ones, I'm like, eh, it's a little, it's a little bland, but it's okay, honestly. And we'll just dive in right here if you're okay with it. Yeah. But I. I feel like this is just episode number 99 where Abby's mad. And I just basically don't like any time that she's mad. It makes me really uncomfortable. I did not like it. Yeah. Makes me really uncomfortable. It makes me not like her as a character. And it's not her acting. It's not like I don't like Stalker Channing. Like that's that's not even on the table. I just like, she feels very adversarial. And I get it that she's trying to make sure her husband, you know, stays alive. Fair point. Uh, But she's just very disagreeable. She's very catty and passive aggressive. Like, I wish she would just be 
I'd rather her just be direct and like yeah. a little sweeter. I don't know. Well, my my whole thing with it is that like we know Abby is a smart woman. Like she is just not I mean she's a smart woman. We know that. She's a doctor. She is I don't know, like she's not dumb. She knows she has to address this with the president. Like she knows he's the only yeah. one who can really make these decisions. And he's that's what's frustrating man. for me. He's yeah, a grown man. Because she knows CJ cannot make her husband go to bed. She knows that. And so it is like, I don't know if she's just lashing out at whoever is there, but like when she's getting mad at CJ about this, it, it feels not unreal. But whenever CJ's like, you're going to have to take that up with him, it's like, yeah, she knows she's going to have to take it up with him. So like, it's hard. It's not that it's not believable, but it's like she's smarter than that. She would be mad at him and not anybody else. Like, she even went as far as to pull Kate Harper into this. Yeah. And Kate's, like, that's not even remotely her job. I understand she's no. in the meeting that you're trying to get him out of, but uh, is it, I just, yeah, it just felt right. really like, why, first, I think this is not the first episode where we've seen the Bartlett's just not dealing with their marital conflict, because it is a marital yeah. conflict. This is not you know, a scheduling thing. Everybody's been briefed on what needs to happen to best monitor Bartlett's MS. Like we, CJ's doing what she's supposed to do. So this is just a matter of the Bartlett's not speaking to each other about the real conflict. Exactly. And like, she knows, I mean, she can be upset about it, but she knows there are times he's going to have to wake up. Like, that's just, that's just the job. I mean, that is the situation you are in, period. And like, if you, know, you are that upset about it, you better talk to him about resigning because that's just not a thing that's going to change. And you know he's just going to stay up late and nerd out with Christopher Lloyd yeah. about constitutional things. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing CJ can do about that. He's nerdy. No, there's not. Yeah. That, <laughs> he wants a pal. I, yeah. It's and fine. the storyline would have been just as interesting if it was a conflict between them. Like, we could have shown... Her, we could have shown Abby trying to get through to the president throughout the episode, and but you know, like she still could have popped up every so often and been like, "Jed, what are you doing? Jed, you got to do this. Jed, you got you know, like." There still would have been drama there. It just wasn't as believable when it was aimed at CJ and Kate Harper when she was being like manipulative and going behind Ugh. CJ's back, and it was just I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just I think that really put a damper on the whole episode for me. Honestly, you know just- what. Uh, you know what did not put a damper on the episode? What's that? Lord John Marbury. That's so true. I already picked him as my MVP. That's how much I <laughs> That's how much I, I delighted think, in it. I think this is my favorite episode with him. He I was the least annoying to me in this yeah, episode. Yeah, he's he's just the comic relief. He's just such Oh yeah. A buffoon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is probably my favorite Lord John Marbury. Him sitting on the couch with his socks. What is he doing? With his shoes off, his feet up on the couch. (laughs) And like flirting with Kay Harper. Yeah, I have to drop in an audio clip of him where he's, his response to when Abby walks in the room because it's just, it's too much. Blanket my loins, I'm, I'm tied to the stake. Here we go. Lovely to see you, John. So many distractions, Mr. President. How do you get anything done? God only knows. Tarry not long, gentle courtesan. Blanket my loins, he said. Oh, man. Yeah, he made the episode for me. Without without him, I really don't think it would be. She was great in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, without there, him and the Miss World, I think those... And I Christopher think, Lloyd. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Let's jump into that. Um, I love Christopher Lloyd. The end. Yes. <laughs> yes. 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> I just thought he was, what a brilliant casting move, because, like, he played that role so perfectly of, I don't want to say, like, mad scientist, but, like, you can tell throughout the episode that Toby thinks he's a little crazy. Like, he seems just a tad bit off his rocker. Toby's like, hey, this is, Toby's trying to steer him in the right direction. But then at the end, when they have their sort of come-to-Jesus talk, they, like, his the the wisdom he drops you realize he knows what he's doing and like he's been right about it the whole time and he's just this brilliant dude and yeah. i don't know it was just it was played so perfectly because he's like a little bit out there but then he's not like he you believe him as being brilliant but like a little bit crazy and i don't know it, i just thought it was a really great choice yeah Obviously, i mean christopher lloyd is he's always a good choice but probably top 10 favorites uh, guest stars. It, I mean, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot to choose from. That list could be yeah. days. Long. I just thought, yeah, I just thought they're like. I mean, you know, because we know Toby. Toby thinks he's right a lot and gets stuck in his way. He he sort of sees things black and white in this episode. He's like, we need to. This is not the right direction. Like, we need to be going to a um, parliament and da da da. And he's trying to convince him to do one thing, and he's just like not even listening to the other dude. And then when they have that talk at the end. And he's talking about, um, Christopher Lloyd's character is talking about, like, trying to instill the values instead of just, like, teaching them the laws. And Toby's like, yeah, but it's just, like, eight dudes in a room. And, mm-hmm. and Christopher Lloyd's like, talking about how important each of the guys are. And then he's like, how many guys do you think it takes? That's a great moment. Yeah. That's a great oh, line. Man. I just thought that was so, so good. Yeah, they underestimate. That felt very West Wing to me. <laughs> yeah, they underestimate how influential, like, it, laws just aren't made by writing down words on paper, which right. that, you know, that does play into it, but it's also just about shaping the conversation with people who have high amounts of influence. So yeah, yeah. I loved it. And fun fact, Lawrence Lessig is a real life scholar. Um, Josh Singer, who wrote this episode, took his constitutional law class at Harvard. No big and deal. And just remembered things from it. And then Lawrence Lessig actually approved the script. And so I thought that was interesting that um, Josh Singer, who wrote the episode, wanted to make sure he captured the yeah. captured the feel that he should have been going for. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. They reached out into the real world on this one. <laughs> Never done that before. I know. That, there's just not enough time to say how much I liked Christopher Lloyd in this episode. So, yeah. so that was one thing that Toby was doing. He was like sitting in on meetings to draft the Belarus new constitution. He was also in a meeting with Miss World, not Miss America, but there she is just the same. What did you, what did you think about this storyline? I thought it was so dumb. (laughs) So dumb, period. Well, it was was funny though. Like pinpointed, it was just like, oh, pretty girl. Toby's going to be so distracted. And then, I mean, I thought it was interesting in the end when they sort of match make, they, you know, like set her up a little bit with the, um, with the reporter so that he would stop asking questions. But even that, it's just like, it was just like, oh, everyone wants to come in and like, look at this pretty lady. It was just weird. <laughs> I don't know. 
I, you guys tell us what you think. I thought it was really funny. I think it was funny that the reporter was there for what seemed like hours. But hey, if yeah. apparently she's so intellectual and has interest in the human genome and other such things. Like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense that he would want to hang out there. But yeah, I for- kind of forgot that this is a Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. Like, if you were to ask me just like, does the West Wing have a Valentine's Day episode? I would, nothing would come to mind, but apparently that's so. this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Except that we had uh, Kristen Jenoweth wearing red and like handing out candy hearts, which I thought was perfectly on point for her character. I did too. I thought that was fun. Yeah, it makes sense that she would be the one that's like, ooh, Valentine's. Yeah. I, I just thought it was funny though when like Ed and Larry dropped in and they're like, you, you the man. <laughs> I, oh, oh. You, di- you didn't appreciate it. It's fine. No, you the man for just having this lady sit in your office? I don't know. I just feel no. like we never get to see anything like that happen. Ugh. Okay, fine. You guys just tell tell us what you guys think. Did you like that part of the episode? Are we alone? Am I alone in this? Yeah, let's hear let's hear the feedback. Um, All right, what else is we, delightful? Well, I really liked the dilemma of whether to wake the president president up. Uh, I thought that was obviously we're watching CJ kind of struggle with not struggle with being the chief of staff, but there's a lot of things she didn't have to deal with before that she has to deal with now. And she's capable, but, like, she has to find the line of, like, doing her job. And or it's like Leo says, like, you have to let her do her job so that you can do yours. And so she's mm-hmm. trying to find that line of, like, when do I do what and how do I make these certain decisions and all that kind of stuff. So I just thought that was an interesting um, – I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting storyline to use. And I thought it was something that we might not really think about, about, like, when to wake the president up and – and yeah, because things. <laughs> I mean, sleep. We need him to be rested. It's not like he's sleeping yeah. nine hours a night. Golly, I wonder how much they average. They sleep on average, like five, six know. hours. I I don't know, but Man, when, what I wouldn't when, what I wouldn't when, give. When, <laughs> yeah, what CJ I wouldn't give. Lay down at twelve forty-five, and then her uh, phone rang at three forty-five or whatever it was. Oh no, that God. made me tired just like doing that math. I loved no. that though when she was getting a call from the White House, but it was from Kate. And she picks up and she says, "Tell me you're calling me about a guy you met in a bar," because <laughs> you know that's not what happened. I thought that was very funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, Barlet's struggling with just feeling out of control. Yeah. It's hard to to delegate. Yeah, the wake up call that would be really stressful to have to make that decision. I'm really yeah. bad at making most decisions, so that's another reason why I couldn't be chief of staff, because it would be, like, the afternoon, and I'd still be worrying about whether or not to wake up the president, and by that point, he's already woken up on his own, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think it was interesting, too, getting to watch Leo sort of impart his wisdom about it on with CJ, like, them talk about it. Like, yeah, it's a struggle. It's a, it's a tough thing to decide. And then Leo says the thing about, like, at the end of the day, you just have to ask yourself, would it have made a difference if he had been awake or whatever? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. It was just interesting and then interesting to, to watch Leo sort of go talk that into – go say that to the president because – the president's like sort of annoyed that CJ didn't wake him up in time, but really it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. So, I, I like that she finally stood up for herself. Says that? Yeah. 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 Because, and she stood up for herself with Abby too. So, I mean, that was definitely 
the, a case could be made that CJ would be MVP as well. But, yeah, she finally just said, like, it, it wouldn't have made a difference. And I, th- I feel like if it were earlier on in her tenure of being chief of staff, she just would have really doubted herself. But in this yeah. instance, she's so owning her decisions now, with the help of Leo, of course. But it's good to see yeah. that progression in her character. Yeah. I agree with that totally. It's a, it's a fun thing to watch. I really don't have that much else. I, I loved Lord John Marbury again. Just I feel I like that's every other note is just like, oh, ha, ha, Lord John Marbury. I know. Kate can entertain Lord Flipperty Gibbet, I think she said. <laughs> and he's like, Gerald, it's been too long. And Leo's like, nah, I don't think it has. Yeah, that was that was really good. It's been too long, has it? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it was an okay episode. I just don't like when, when mom and dad are fighting. You know, it's, yeah. it's Valentine's Day and they finally get together in the Oval and they were supposed to go to this opera and they had a little bit of <laughs> funny banter. The, opera. the whole yeah, they, opera? Yeah, just the part where we go, give them tickets. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I forgot that it was Valentine's Day for a moment. I'm like, why is there a fire in the Oval Office that <laughs> this place is going to burn down? But it was for Valentine's Day. Yeah, it just... Yeah. It was just too much conflict for me, but maybe that just says something about my personality. I don't, I don't like conflict. Don't, maybe so. I didn't mind the conflict, but I did find that it was just a little bit like lackluster. Like even not. I mean, I just don't have that much to say about any of it. You know what I mean? Like I thought the, I thought the whether to make the wake up call. That's interesting. I think Lord John Marbury was funny. And that's like the end of my. And I thought obviously Christopher Lloyd was great. And like there just wasn't enough. I don't know, not meat or juice or something. I don't know. There wasn't mm-hmm. enough to like cling on to, I guess. Uh, it's like we talk about the stakes not really being that high. I mean, a plane got shot down and that was interesting. Oh, how, <laughs> this is totally off track, but like how I did not like the prime minister lady at all. That felt like a caricature of like mm. just this stern British woman. Like she was not likable at all. Not at all. Yeah, I agree. I, I kind of, how do you feel about the fact that we're kind of like alternating episodes between the campaign and the Oval, and they tie it together with like typically a very short snippet on a TV, just like they did in the last episode where Toby was on TV for yeah. approximately three seconds, and then the same thing yeah. happened on this one where they're talking about the responses to being shot down, and we see Arnold Vinnick. So we've got that tie between kind of like the two different shows. I wonder yeah. if it would have been – if there are other episodes, I'm trying to think of what's coming up, where they balance it a little integrated. bit more. Yeah, because it does feel like yeah. we're like going from one to the other, kind of like ping pong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just trying to remember that too because I was thinking – because I was even thinking that um, when we did last week's episode about – how interesting it would have been to even throw in the White House's day, even just a little bit, like in comparison to everybody else's day on King Corn, you know, we went through everybody's day. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Um that would have been maybe cool. it wouldn't have been that interesting. But like the White House was it would have been interesting to see the White House dealing with the thing in Turkey and to see them reacting to all the presidential campaigns or all the presidential candidates coming out against ethanol or for ethanol or whatever. Um so I don't know. It seems like it's gotta be a tough balance. But also, is there always a clock ticking in the background in the Oval Office? It felt very pronounced in this episode to me. Oh, I didn't notice it at all. Oh, well, see, 
maybe maybe it is there and I just don't notice it but maybe it was to highlight the silence I'm just wondering if they put it in, if they added it in or the TikTok yeah it was just like a little extra like hey time is of the essence was that a grandfather clock yeah. in the background I don't know <laughs> it was noticeable to me um, also worth mentioning is that this episode was directed by Laura Innes of ER yeah I mean she's done she's done a couple. But it's um, it's funny to me how they how many directors they have, and I wonder how they decide who directs what episodes. Like, do certain directors have? Yeah, I don't know. That would a be particular strength, and they're like, this one kind of focuses more on this, so let's get this director. Or is it just like, are they are they just freelancing and they bring in who's available? I just kind of wonder how that whole process works. We really need to. Just <laughs> ask more questions of Eli pretty much every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be interesting to find out. Because it seems like that would change the dynamic so much. So Yeah, absolutely. Like every director yeah. has their own point of view and their way of working. And how do they decide who does what? Right, who does what. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'll add that to That'll the list. That'll be our next task. <laughs> add that to the ongoing list. Oh, and I also yeah, like really. the, the question... Uh, uh, is separation of power still in vogue? Um, I like any time there's a in vogue question. <laughs> Makes me think of en vogue or Madonna. Either way, delightful. Um, anything else? I really don't have anything else. Like maybe I didn't like this episode as much as I thought I did. <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay. I liked it. There just isn't. Yeah, there just isn't as much to talk about as I thought. Well, Valentine's Day at the White House, it, it happened, and I'm so yeah, I guess that the the, uh, the Miss World part was kind of supposed to be our romantic thing. It would have been great if, I don't know, Danny or something happened. It would be great if something romantic happened in the Valentine's Day episode for one of our characters, but apparently that's just not in the cards. No. Nope. Oh, well. No. Um, so, who would be your MVP? Um, I would say CJ. I think I'm going to say CJ. Cool. That's great. CJ and Lord John Marbury. Yeah, I think it's great to see her, like, step up and, and stand up to him and, and learn some things. So, thought it was good. Woohoo! CJ. CJ. What is the next episode? Do you remember? It's Fredonia. Fredonia. Don't remember what that is, but I know that I rewatch it all the time because it's, it's season six and I rewatch the whole thing all the time. Um, it's if you the guys one have... where Matt Santos is trying to get into the debate. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I do like that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, if you guys have more to say about this episode than we do, something that we missed, it's entirely possible, something that we're not passionate about that you are, you can email us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at wingingitpod. And yep. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys next week for Fredonia. Bye. Guys. Bye.